Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 301, What's Up at Our House? And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 301. This is always fun to talk about what's going on at our houses, isn't it? Yeah, it seems there's to be a lot going on at my house. A lot of new yes. things, a lot mm-hmm. of changes and exciting things. And it's a great time to garden here in Southern California. It's rainy and not too hot at all. The plants aren't stressed and you can put in your bare root roses and uh, all kinds of new bigger plants and uh, trees and shrubs that you would really have to worry about when it gets too hot. So I'm going to be doing a lot of that, which I really enjoy. In fact, after we podcast today, I am going to plant a few things that I bought the other day and because sometimes they sit there and they wait too long for me. So I'm going to jump right on that. And I'm really hoping that 2019 is the year that I kind of, I turned the corner with my white garden that I've been working on. Oh, well, you know, I just saw on Cote de Texas, which is a blog, mm-hmm. uh, she featured today a beautiful garden, really an amazing garden from a, a blogger, a homeowner in Australia that was quite extraordinary. Actually, I think it's a garden she's had at three different houses. So you might check that out. Oh, I'm I gonna. think you might. I think you might. Yeah, there might be some ideas for you. Who knows? Okay. But so, yes. do you know the? Do you have the link? Could you put that in the show notes? Yes. Yes, I'll put that in there. Um, Super. Yeah, I think that. The, but I think it's specifically you will enjoy seeing that. And what I've been doing here is continuing my discardia. Oh, at the farm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If there's probably several people listening to us who are in the challenge with us. Mm-hmm. We are just about done when you're listening to this. Um, and today when we're recording, we're just, we're on day three, edging into day four. That email will be coming out tonight. And thanks to everybody who's joined the Urge to Purge, DTT oh, yes. Urge to yes. Purge 2019. It's been so much fun. And it was, we just kind of came up with that idea seriously, like, as we were getting ready to podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought that would be so fun and it would get everybody, you know, it's like when you're going to exercise or something like that. If you know you're going to meet someone on the corner to go for a run or meet someone at your class to, to work out, then you show up. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's giving everyone this encouragement to show up and some focus and they're short tasks. We're not saying, you know, set aside the entire day. It's like something you can, should be able to do in, a lot less than an hour to small focus areas in your house. So it's been so much fun. I'm sure we'll do it another time. Maybe not, maybe even not wait until next January, but it's, this is such a good time of year to be doing the purging. And I know Anita started on her own uh, right after Christmas, right? Oh, and it's, it's going on and on and on. Actually, I really <laughs> want to get to the garage uh, because it's just a horrible mess. But the problem is that uh, I am not allowed to go in there and purge without adult supervision <laughs> because I will throw everything out. <laughs> yes. It's a known fact around here. In fact, we had two SUVs full of stuff leaving the farm to come back. Wow. Yeah. And it's it was not all, you know, some was trash and some was uh, some things were going to thrift stores. Mm-hmm. And thank you for the tip about bringing the towels to the local Humane Society. There was mm-hmm. uh, an organization near me called Friends for Life. 
And they took a huge amount of towels off my hand oh. and little throws. That's what oh, they were great. looking for. So try, you know, any animal rescue places near you. They probably do need towels, like Kelly suggested. And my friend who will take anything, I had a big pile on my back porch for her. And, you know, it just was stressing me out. Every time I looked out the window, the pile was there. But, you know, she wasn't coming for a week and a half. And it just drove me nuts. And then it got even worse because uh, Kevin's Christmas present, part of it was a ring camera for the back porch. So every time oh. Oh. every time there was motion on the back porch, the dog coming and going in and out the door, then I got, you know, a full blown picture on my <laughs> on my phone of the horrible mess on the back porch. But oh, no. I have to say it's been very enlightening having that. Uh because it's like I have been punished every time I've walked past it. And then I went to the store to buy some for the things I kept to de- right. keep dividers for the drawers and mm-hmm. organizing bins. And going in the store I, after I'd been having to walk past and look at all that, I mean, I, there was nothing tempting about buying anything else for my house Isn't that in the store. Right. Yeah. Because I just thought I, it was just such a reminder yeah. of how really things were out of control and did not really need new things. I mean, there were a few things like, you know, I got some fresh towels and I looked at my house shoes, which again, I don't buy new house shoes every year. Uh-huh. Um, they were some nice uh, moccasin house shoes that, you know, from Land's End I'd had forever. But I looked at them and I thought, these look really bad. I mean, I think I've had them 15 years. So, you know, at yeah. some point, you know, but I don't feel bad getting rid of a pair of house shoes I've had for 15 years. But I hate to be in a landfill throwing out a pair of shoes every year. You know. Yes. Oh, that's so cute that you call them house shoes. So how do they differ from slippers? Oh, well, they're slippers, I guess. They're but slippers. They're, they're moccasins. I just, see, to me, slippers, you slide in. They don't have a back. Oh, I get it. Okay, I get it. My grandma used to call them, because um, she was a new shoe in the house person too, her carpet slippers. Oh, carpet. She well, was the one that carpet. had the shag carpet. So, so is, yeah. a, is a house shoe, is that a whole term? Because, you know, my grandma had the house coat. Oh, you know, the house and, coat. The, and the duster. Did oh, your no, grandma okay. have a duster? No, no, no. That might no, be that's a southern like a, thing. Yeah. Well, this was Oklahoma. A duster. That was this thing. I don't know that you wear. It's not like a robe. To dust? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. It's made of microfiber. And you just I don't roll know, around. but it was just my grandma's had that. They weren't really. They weren't really robes, but it was something you wore, but just in the house. I guess oh, so. You didn't have okay. to wear your good clothes. I don't know, but they I had something got, called yeah. a duster. Mrs. Kravitz wore that too. I think when she peeking through the, the, the my uh, grandma that that was their preferred dress of choice was nice. the duster. You've got your yeah, your house uh, house shoes and your duster, and <laughs> you just I hope do nobody not rings a the bell. <laughs> Okay, minor slippers, whatever. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to get a new pair this year. That's that's my big my big oh, excitement around oh, well, here. Well, please treat yourself to those um, birdies. Remember, I talked about I those. I know. Okay, so they're super expensive, but you're worth it, babe. Yes. Well, but I'm thinking. But this kind of goes along with what we say. Buy one. I'd rather have one nice pair of house shoes that I keep for a long time than a kind of a cheap pair that I get every year. And that's kind of my philosophy with a lot of things. And I got rid of a lot of old towels that we had inherited because, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. I think what happens is you buy something new and then you keep the old. And I think the, my thinking now is there is this much space allotted to something, for example, like towels. Yeah. So when you get the new towels, you don't keep the old ones. You pass them on to somebody else, someone else, you know, the, the animal shelter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave some to somebody else who said, yeah, I'll use these to wash my car. Yeah, perfect. Uh, 
but you don't keep the old ones because then they just grow and grow and grow. So yeah, yeah. so it's yeah the the decluttering and the 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 drawer dividers and all that stuff. It's still kind of in. Um, uh, so I'm still kind of doing a little bit of the organization post clean out, but the decluttering for the most part is over. And <sighs> big, big deep uh, exhale here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had a really, I don't know. It seems like a lot of people, I'm getting the impression, I should say, that a lot of people took time to recover from the holidays this year. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, because I know I am and I have been and, you know, now we're sort of at the end of January and albeit, you know, we had to have the big birthday celebration and all that, yes, which, yes. which derails everyone, you know, the big yeah. parade and all of that for Anita and Kelly's <laughs> birthday. But I'm joking, of course. But, you know, there is my birthday, my daughter's birthday. We have a lot of things in January that kind of keep the well, festivities going. You see, I have going. a daughter birthday here in January like you. It, so yeah. it is the in month like of two birthdays, days, right? Mm-hmm. After this uh, record, next right? next week. It, yeah. You're right. You're right. Two days after the recording. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, it took me a long time to sort of, and then I wanted to take my time because I really I knew the purging was coming on me, and I wanted to make sure I only put away what I wanted to see next Christmas. So I did that, but you know, everybody, I don't know if you guys know this, but my daughter went to college. She, we just came And back. she's not living at home. Yeah. So we, um, we took her to Boston, which is, you know, just like 3000 miles away from home. Long and long I way. just got back. So that was all happening too. So we kind of circled our wagons really tight over the holidays and had a wonderful time. And then it was a lot of preparation after Christmas for her to be leaving and all this stuff that needed to be done to make that happen and make a beautiful dorm room and all of that good stuff. But so I think just, you know, all the things that were happening, all the things I had to get done, the to-do lists and stuff. And then on top of it was all the emotion of, of, you know, having the the reality of her leaving coming upon me really quickly. So, oh, oh, mama, yeah. oh. I can't talk about it too much. I don't think I might cry. But anyway, she's doing great. We got snowed in for an extra day in Boston, um, and so that was uh, more time to spend with her. And she's going to be doing great. So she's in a really exciting program that. Um, they take uh, 400 kids, 200 start in September, and then they go to London in uh, January. And now she starts in the second 200 starts in January, and she's going to go to London in May to finish oh, out her freshman wow. year there. So, oh, I mean, really fun. helpful is that. Yeah. Well, so, even further away. <laughs> even further away. But I'm following her there, too. But anyway, it'll all be good. We've been FaceTiming. And anyway, it's only just last night was the first night that, you know, I went to bed and woke up without her in the house. Oh, I just cannot be anywhere where they play that Stevie Nicks song "Landslide." Just if anybody oh. knows the words to that song, yes, that song you know just gets me anytime. Uh, for, you know, just because of the beautiful lyrics. But now it's so applicable to what's happening here. Oh, I can't listen to it. So if I'm in a store and they're playing that, I need to leave. Well, and it's <laughs> interesting because after my dad passed away, that song reminded me of him. And I was the same thing. It just made me so sad. But I love that song. It's it a beautiful, beautiful song. It's a beautiful yeah. song. Well, uh, so a little something going on here is uh, we got the new water well and the neighbor was saying, I don't know, the neighbor at the farm was saying their water isn't really that good. And I thought, 
Well, we had tested the old water well, but I thought, oh, maybe we should test the water at the new water well. So anyway, I've ordered a whole uh, a kit and we had to ship it there. So they got it within 24 hours so they could test all this stuff in the water. Uh, so we ha- we're still waiting on the results from that. I'm sure it was fine, though. I'm sure nothing's going to happen to you after drinking the water. Um, oh, I think I glowed a little bit after I left, but I thought <laughs> no. that was just because I was spending time with you. Oh, that's what it was, darling. Yeah. But anyway, but along this water filtering or water uh, quality uh, thought, I was talking to a friend of mine who's got this fabulous water filtration in her house that she puts her city water in and it gets rid of chlorine and uh, pathogens, viruses, bacteria, and a lot of things. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get one. It's called a Berkey. A Berkey from Colorado. I heard of that. Okay, you have heard of it? No, I haven't. Berkey. I have not. I hadn't heard of it either. But it's. So um, does it go under your sink, or is it something you have to look at? It's something you look at, but it's actually rather good looking. I thought it was a coffee dispenser at their house for the longest time, and she said, "No, it's a water filtration system." But it, so, so it does looks- it attach to your faucet? No, no, no. It's like a, it, it looks like a stainless steel tube that's, that's about nine inches in diameter and about two feet tall. And the filtration, so it just looks like a water or a coffee dispenser almost. Oh, so you yeah. pour the water in it? Yeah, she pour the water in the top and then it filters through slowly through this. Um, oh, okay. So it's not mm-hmm. like it comes out of the faucet and goes directly in there. No, no, no. It actually sits in there for a while to filter through. It's got a gravity feed, but it, yeah, it takes a while for it to filter through all of the uh, stuff that it's going through. But okay. yeah, it's an interesting. Anyway, so yeah, I'm excited about, about getting well, that. I drink water so much and everybody should. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I drink way beyond the recommended eight you know, what is it? Eight, eight ounce glasses or eight, 16 ounce glasses. I'm like, I'm so beyond that every day anyway, but everybody should be drinking a lot of water, but obviously you should be careful about the kind of water you're drinking. And we don't want to really want to use all those individual bottles of water because then you have the landfill issues. Well, and it's, those have BPA in them, which are not good for you. So I'm really, so I'm going to report back on this, but I've heard very good things about it. And again, if you're drinking city water, you probably have pharmaceuticals in there. You probably have chlorine in there and some other things. So, you know, just kind of be thinking about it. You don't have to go the route that I decided to go, but, you know, think about maybe some, you could even do reverse osmosis. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do, but yeah, be thinking about that because that's another place that you can get, you know, bad things into your body. Yeah. And we're planning an episode coming up about detoxifying your whole house. So maybe by then Anita will have had enough experience with this Berkey. Can you put the link or send me the link? Cause I'm doing the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Another thing that I do every January and you know, it's just hand in hand with the purging is a deep, deep clean. Mm-hmm. So I've been really doing that. Um, as I go, I try to go room by room when I'm going deep. Um, and I'm also trying to use uh, all non-toxic products or trying natural solutions now because as I said, Anita and I, just on a personal level, we decided we were going to really, I mean, go that route. We're kind of close. You know, I did the, that fixation with Windex because it reminds me of my mom. <laughs> I do have Windex in my home. Yeah, that's probably one of the few yeah, old holdouts. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna, I've let go of that. So I'm, we're trying to find different solutions. And when we come up with things that we really like, we'll be sharing that with you uh, in episodes as we go along. 
Yeah. And another thing I wanted to cover, because when we were cleaning out the farmhouse, and you know, it's not that big. How did I have so much stuff in there? But we would buy shampoo and then we would come home and then we'd go back to the farm. And I think, are we, do we have need shampoo? So then I'd buy another bottle and then it all got stuck in the back. So when I got there, I'm telling you, I pulled out shampoo bottles. I know that they were 10 years old. Yeah. Or eight years old. And that's another thing we were thinking about. How long should you Gosh, keep these Gosh, I hope things? I didn't use any old shampoo. No, not in your not in your bathroom. It was <laughs> ours. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but that's the thing that, anyway, so I think that should be another topic that we should cover. Oh, like beauty products and stuff like that. Yeah, how long you should keep those things and when you should you throw those things out. Yeah, because sometimes they look good and you're like, oh, it's full. Or half full. Why not? Or you feel like I can't get rid of it. That's being wasteful. I have to keep it. But no, no, no. It's it's already gone rancid or something. Yeah, rancid. Well, some of those lotions do. What does that actually even mean? What happens when something goes rancid? I don't know, but you don't want it. I you don't want to put it on your body. But I, yeah, I've heard you don't want to put it on your body. You don't want to consume it. But I can. I know that smell. I've had to teach my family. See that smell? That smell is bad. Oh, when you smell that, you throw it out. Yeah, but I don't know what happens to you, but I'm sure it's awful. It's just not good. No, 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 no. Well, let's talk about something a little on a happier note. So another (laughs) discovery of mine is because I do try to eat gluten-free too, is I, we tried a new gluten-free flour uh, from Costco that ended up being really good. Evie and I made a cake last night for her birthday and it was really good. So we tried the Costco Namaste Perfect Flour Blend. And if you do gluten-free flours, you'll know that a lot of them, you cannot substitute one for one with a regular, you know, the traditional wheat flour. Uh-huh. But this one, you can use one for one. And for the cake, it was great. I'll let you know later on the biscuits. Oh, yeah. Let me know. Really I mean, well. I haven't even told you this, but I'm trying to be a little gluten-free, too. Are As you? Peter's called it, gluten light. But I've been pretty, yeah. really good. Like last night, we had hamburgers, and I was like, well, I'm just going to order the Salisbury steak. You know, I'm ordering. I'm making it at my own house. But I was joking with them. Oh. And Laura's like, what's a Salisbury steak? I'm like, it's a hamburger, but, you know, like it would be on the kids' menu, you know, back back when I was little. Did you guys have well, that in the South? The Salisbury steak? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right? but it has this sauce on it. That's what the Salisbury steak is. Oh, no, is. mine no, didn't I have do. any Salisbury sauce on it. It was just a hamburger oh, well, no, no bun. We, no, here it's called a burger in a bowl. Burger I mean, here you can bowl. get a burger. You can go to a restaurant because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of gluten-free people, right. you know, around here where I live. Uh, so, yeah, so a lot of restaurants you can do the gluten, the, the burger in a bowl. And that's what I do at home. I do the burger. It's just kind of in a... You know, lettuce, you just put your toppings on and it's on. Oh, that's a better way to do it because it kind of looks sad on the plate. (laughs) Oh, no, that you can't do that. That looks, yeah, it was kind of like they had those big puffy buns, but we we were just at home and we were just back from Boston and everybody was like completely fried from spending extra time at the airport and all that. So I was hoping you need the last thing you need is to be all puffed up from that's the thing. Okay. That's why I'm doing it because I wake up puffy when I have a lot of, oh, that's gluten. Oh, yeah. So, and who wants puffy no. around your eyes? Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, Any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's 
decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Okay. What else is going on? Well, I just, uh, well, actually I was planning to make some uh, seat covers for the chairs at the farm because they're white upholstered chair seat covers and, you know, it's at the table. Mm-hmm. So something's going to fall on it. So we've been throwing towels over the seats and I thought- But now you, know, you have no extra towels because you purchased no, them. that's right. <laughs> I got rid of them all. So anyway, I was going to make some some uh, covers for them, some ruffled covers, you know, like I met, like to make. Well, as I was cleaning out my cupboards, I found some gray ruffled seat covers that I had made a few years ago before I replaced them with blue and pink ones. And I thought, oh my goodness, I wonder if these are going to work on these chairs. And they did. I love your seat covers. In fact, I shared your um, little breakfast area, uh, you know, the, the gorgeous photo you did on Instagram the other day. And a lot of people were commenting. I guess so it's with the pink and the blue ones. Yes. So well, pretty. You. Yeah. So I had the gray ones and they just, I had, I added some ties to them so they stay on a little better. And I, I brought my sewing machine out to the farm and boom. I mean, it was so much easier just to kind of modify the ones I had. But if I hadn't been cleaning and straightening, I wouldn't have even found those. Yeah. And what, I mean, as another tip, what a great way to update a set of chairs, whether the cushions have, you know, seen a better day or you just want to change the color or something like that. Seat covers are fantastic. You can find them online. You can find them at bespokedecor.store. Maybe a needle will make you a set or maybe she has an extra set like around. She'll find, she can send them to you. (laughs) We'll get a professional person to make them. Yeah. We'll get one of our professional sewers to make. You don't want me making them. Well, you know, here you are putting, um, adding some ruffle, which I Mm -hmm. love. You know, I love a ruffle. I know you love a ruffle and I do too. I will not look away from a ruffle, but I'm finding that I want to go a little more streamlined, that I want to go a little more, dare I say, modern. Oh, okay. Well, what are you doing that's more modern? Well, I just bought something that is very modern and I'm going to try it. Um, You know, it started, there's that area in my living room is really the bane of my decorating existence in this house. The place where that giant piece of furniture I called the altar lived. Yes. And then we, uh-huh. we practically had to take you know a wall down to get that thing out. And then I put these chairs in there with the... I was just kind of putting things together. I was trying things. And I tried the table with you know one of those little round tables that are kind of fake with the cloth What's the over difficulty? It. What's the difficulty <laughs> with your room? It. What is the difficulty? It's mm-hmm. long and narrow. Oh, okay. Bowling so really, esque Mm-hmm. Yeah, bowling alley. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I really have to make two conversation areas, but the one nobody would go in that other end. It was really just decorative. And even if we say, "Oh, you know," even if it's just pretty and you walk past it, you enjoy it. It's not a tiny area. It's so it's it seemed like such a waste, and we yes. don't really want to put a TV in there because it's you know it's too long. I would need binoculars to see the TV, or you'd need such a giant TV. And it's a you know, it's a Victorian home; it just doesn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So remember, we were talking about how the French do it, and how sometimes in those Parisian apartments they have that mashup of the beautiful molding, you know, the very ornate old molding, and then they'll put something super modern. 
Oh, I mean, I saw that uh, when we stayed in Paris. Yes, they right. a lot of times they'll have a black leather sofa <laughs> in a room with all these very, you know, old 200-year-old moldings in the room. Okay, well, I love that we're talking about this because I just ordered this piece today. And so I really, and I was like, oh, I really feel it. I want to do it. I thought about it for a couple of days. I saw it. When what I was, is it? What is it? What is it? It's a tufted black leather Chaise, you know, kind of the ones oh. that are kind of like shaped, you know, kind of oh, like your body. Stop it. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And I'm going to put it next to those Victorian Albert chairs that are so ornate and have that fabulous, uh, uh, like, I don't know, the, the fabric kind of has like a relief in it, like it's the, that I upholstered them in. So they're really over the top, kind of like fancy and old, old looking. Yeah. I think that together, it's my, it's kind of bold, but I really think it's going to work. And if it doesn't, I can always move that piece out into the barn and, well, what and have a fun it work there. thing to use back there because someone might actually sit there because that sounds really comfortable. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. And I thought I could probably have, uh, a green sack bolster made or something like that to sort of then, you know, bring it all together. Cause I don't want, I don't want it to look like, Oh, somebody gave me that and I threw it in the corner. You know, I want it to look, well, but my, you, you like working with black. I think you'll be able to find something probably already in your house that would go well with that. Yeah. And my, um, the coffee table is really modern and streamlined and sort of the muted gold, but it's metal and wood and very simple. So I do have pieces that are much more streamlined and much more modern in there. So I think it's going to really work. Now the, the legs are very, um, demure. They're not really, they're just very simple, you know, bent, but they're chrome. So I think that I might. I have to assemble it anyway. I think I might spray paint them like a muted gold to go oh, more with what I got yeah, going on. Yeah, that might be more your look. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that. So then That's once fun. I, yeah. So once I started going that way, and it I don't changed. know if I'll do it everywhere, but in that room, it can, I think that room can really pull it off. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like I want to streamline everything. You know, I love making my vignettes and whatnot, but I feel like I kind of just want to do like a shoof and like just toss it all on the floor and just put one big thing with some branches in it. Or I just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot of less is more, if that mm-hmm. does not sound like a contradiction, but that's what I'm really feeling. I just oh. thinking, I just have yeah. too much stuff. Even though it looks all, it really looks pretty and put together, I still feel like I have too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. And, you know, it's interesting because I think people kind of, it seems like there's, people like to put people in boxes where there's either the people that like clutter, they like, uh, they like collections or people that like uh, everything minimalized and, and very neat and organized. But I think we're, you know, we like our stuff, but we like the the neat and clean look as well. Um, so, yeah, I can see you. I mean, and I think it kind of ebbs and flows. I think I pull a lot of things out and then I maybe put some things back. It kind of goes back and forth. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I think you get tired of your things too. Right. You do get tired of seeing them. Yeah. So, so yeah, how exciting. I'm excited about that. You know, and I think, you know, Part of it was to, you know, I'm like, I was on the plane, I was leaving my daughter and I was like, okay, so what's next? 
<laughs> yeah, what's exactly. my next project? So I thought, let's shake it up a little bit. So I think that'll be fun. I'll, I'm definitely, if, if it looks good and I put it together and I like it, I would definitely be sharing that on my blog and whatnot. So, and uh, didn't someone ask you some questions about our blogs? Cause we mentioned them last time. Yes. Yes. Okay. At the birthday episode, we mentioned how we got to be bloggers, which kind of started our whole entrepreneurial current journey. And we did not mention the names of our blogs or include links. So we'll include them today uh, because somebody on Facebook or Instagram said, hey, you didn't even include links to your blogs. What's up with that? Uh, so mine is Cedar Hill Farmhouse and Kelly's is My Soulful Home, but that's you know, cedarhillfarmhouse.com, mysoulfulhome.com. And so they're easy to find, but we'll, we'll have links to them. But yeah, so that was kind of remiss on our part. I can't believe we just didn't include that. Well, we got so carried away with talking about the whole thing. You know, it was like, you know, it wasn't really about us. It was about you guys. So, you know, but th- thanks to someone for asking and, you know, hope you enjoy it if you go have a look. But, you know, but I think too, what you're talking about is about moving things out. I'm so get rid of purge, discard, give away that I'm not in the mode. I'm not really wanting to add a lot to my house right now. Kind of, I think that's part of that is our mindset and then organizing things. So I think that's part of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I do find that every January, it's not that surprising. And I really, as we've discussed, I really look forward to that. Um, But I feel like this year it's even going a little bit further for me. And I I feel like too with my house, and, and maybe other people would agree, once you've sort of done it, and now we've, you know, we moved in three years ago, but as as anybody who's been following me knows, it was a total redo. I mean, it, it, was, it was not like moved in with our toothbrushes. So that took a long time. So I've really only lived in the house decorated the way I wanted it for maybe a year, year and a quarter. But even at th- that short period of time, I'm feeling like, you know, I wanted to get all the rooms sort of up to speed. Now I'm and I had some good ideas and things got accomplished, but now I'm looking at it with a more discerning eye. Like maybe I will add some color in a room or, you know, I had that piece of furniture and so and we needed, and there was a space, so I put it there, but maybe I don't really like it there. And so I'm kind of doing my second lap around now. You know, people are always like, oh, so are you done with your house? You done? Well, I'm, oh, saying, I'm complete. No, no. I'm never done. And no, this no, is no. what I enjoy and it's part of mm-hmm. my business. So yeah, I'm going to keep rolling. So I'm kind of in lap two at my soulful home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we still have our collections. We still love our collections. I'm still going to be adding things to my house. But but it's kind of like, if I'm going to add something, it has to, I have to, you know, it's just kind of my rule that I've had for several years now. Something comes in, something's got to go out. If something's going in a place I have, then it has to, you know, I can't let things multiply. Um, So I think part of it's just making, you can't just have things coming in and nothing going out or you're going to have, you know, just going to be overrun with things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what I want to do in the next six months is finish all that last 10%. You know, I lots of things in my world here get done to the point where it's like, yeah, really, I, it's done. You know, it looks good, but I know, you know, this or that has to be finished. Just to sort of zip it all the way up, button it up, whatever you want to call it, really finish a room. And I feel like I still have a lot of 10%, 15 percent oh, uh-huh, in uh-huh. various rooms that really need to be done. So I'm going to tighten everything up and finish it all up. And then, you know, who knows? I'll be on lap three around the house. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's well, my goal. 
And remember those chairs I bought from like, they're like 1815 federal mm-hmm. style chairs that were hand painted. Yeah. But the cane seats are, they're very lightweight, but the cane seats I know are going to break pretty easily because the canes, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that part's original, obviously, because that doesn't last that long. But I'm planning to cut a little piece of uh, Luan just to sit on top, not to nail down, not, it's not going to alter the chairs themselves at all. This is just going to, going to sit on top. This is what I do with most of my cane seats so that the caning doesn't break. And it's just as comfortable. What is Luan? I never heard of that. It's like a very thin plywood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very thin plywood. Usually it's white. Uh, I don't even know if it's, I don't know what it's made from. But anyway, so, you know, you just use your uh, saber saw just to cut it to the oh, yeah. <laughs> But everyone's got a saber saw. Come on. That's Isn't that common. like what, uh, you know, Prince Albert has? What's a saber saw? I'm picturing like on guard. What's a saber saw? <laughs> it might be called a jigsaw. A jigsaw. I've heard of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's just the one little... Um, and you're going to do that plate. yourself? You jigsaw? Oh, I always do those. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I always use the saws myself. Yeah. You know, I was brought up by a do-it-yourselfer. My yeah. dad, you know, he had a power tool for everything. And he wasn't happy unless he had, a, you know, something running, you know, running wire or something. So what, so then, okay, so you have this white plywood. Because I have some um, cane chairs that I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 can't sit on that. Uh, I know. Yes, I was told that I was not allowed, yeah, to make the dining room into a museum. It had Mm. to be actually usable, which I agree with. So I'm going to cut the pieces. Then I'm going to make some cushions for that size. And then probably I want some kind of fluffy uh, feather, you know, down cushions on that one. So I may try to uh, do some cushions. I'll make some actually to go on top. So when you do the Luan for the seat, you, it, obviously, it looks bad. So you have to do a cover to go over that. That's and what I was wondering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll do a ruffled seat cover. But on these chairs, I'm just going to do a seat cushion that's that's the size, the shape of the seat bottoms. But I'm going to make it kind of tall. I think kind of uh, some fluffy kind of down-filled cushions would be really pretty and, and look like they went with it. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, well, that's yeah, some nice ties on the end. Yeah. yeah. So that's a project I have coming up. Yeah, and I've done that, like I'm saying, uh, several times before with other chairs. Oh, I might have to try that. So, okay, you'll tell me how to spell that so I get it right in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, you're very focused on the show notes. This I am. Time. I I'm am very, very, very impressed. Notes. Oh, and then the other thing right. is, Kevin said we really need a new mattress, and I was thinking, and so I'm sure this has happened to other people. The mattress on the bed that we sleep on here is an old. Um, I guess the the old kind of mattress and you know, all the other everywhere else we've at the farm, they're all those, um, oh, what do you call it? That memory foam. Yeah. It's very nice. Our memory foam mattresses there are really, really comfortable. And so he wants us to do a memory foam here, but I'm thinking, oh, I already just bought some, I had some, some, um, the, the bed skirt made. I don't want to have to fool with getting a new foundation, and so I was reading, it looks like if you want to convert your old box springs to a foundation for a memory foam mattress, you it's the same sort of process. You get some plywood and just cut it to the size and then you don't have to do the hassle. of. And then you're saving that those box springs going in a landfill. Okay, this is a great tip. So let, let's run through this again. So 
if you nor I don't have a memory foam, but so you're telling me if you had a memory foam, you would not have a box spring. You have a foundation, but it's a flat. Uh, it's it's just got solid support, but a mm-hmm. box spring has springs in it. I see. So okay. a box springs is only going to support a traditional spring filled mattress. Oh, so you would have some. Yeah, so because at the you know at the farm I had to build all these you know put them together. So I I just know from my experience it's just kind of a flat box that goes under the memory foam mattresses. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. so then you would so if you want to convert and you want to keep your box spring, you would have some plywood cut. Could you mm-hmm, do yeah. two pieces? Or, or what if yeah. you have a king size bed? Well, I think you just get however many pieces you need to put on there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then that really covers it, tip. and then just slide the yeah, and then just put your memory foam on top. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but it sounded pretty simple. And I was just thinking, oh, do I have to go through all this? And you know, I know they do haul it away and everything, but I'm thinking, yeah, but it's going in a landfill, and right, and you're I kind of know. purchasing the same thing, like a foundation. It's just that it has these springs. But it seemed like in the old to. days when we bought a new mattress, they always said, oh, you should buy a new foundation too. I don't know, you know, buy the new box springs. I guess the springs went bad, right? But now it just seems so wasteful and. um just environmentally unfriendly to do that. Yeah. But good for you. Yeah. So anyway, yes. So nothing, nothing big and splashy going on here. Just lots of little things. And I still have uh, the project for Elise's room at the place where she's living, uh, which I have scheduled for. Uh, my goal is to have it done by the end of February. Oh, good. Well, I'm sure you'll share pictures of that with us. Yes, yes. So I have not, I, yeah, I, I had to get past Discardia and taxes and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yes. Well, it's, I, I really, really, again, having so much fun with the Urge to Purge crew. And uh, Nita and I are really enjoying it. And I hope that everybody's getting a lot out of it. Uh, sometimes you just need that little push. So uh, we may be doing other challenges that uh, involve, other things other than purging. So listen up for those as we go forward. And uh, we have a listener question today from Beth H. Beth has moved into what she's referred to as a new, quote unquote, old home. So um, a new home, but it has some older home features like very high ceilings, um, 12 feet in a lot of the rooms. And even oh, that's soaring, tall. Yeah, even soaring mm-hmm. to 15 mm-hmm. feet. Uh, and so her question is what to do with her furniture that even though many of the pieces are large look squat with these mm. giant ceilings and how do you deal with the space above your kitchen cabinets which in her case is four feet anita and what about the chandeliers and things like that how do you place those what's the distance off the floor or the table when you have ceilings this high you know, I would really like to see this room. I Maybe she can send us some pictures. I would love to see some pictures of the room because I sus- because before I answer and say, oh, do this, do this, do this, I may look at the room and say, you know what? I like that. And it looks great. Right. Empty with right. nothing there because just because there's a space doesn't necessarily mean that you need to fill it. That empty space, uh, I think there's a beauty to that. So I don't. I wouldn't necessarily jump to filling the spaces, but another, but one thing I would think about is when, is to fill it with artwork. And I don't mean a lot of artwork on the wall, but large artwork. So when you do some artwork, do something really 
you know, an impressive size. And I think that's going to help. The other thing is if you don't have any tall furniture in the room, you might replace a shorter table with maybe a taller armoire or something in the room. Again, it's really hard to answer this without seeing the pictures, but, uh, but I wouldn't worry about filling that space up to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get too carried away, uh, by putting more things on top of more things because, it's just going to, it could end up looking crowded. I agree. But um, some things that Beth was thinking about doing, like if she had a picture, maybe adding some plates. And I would say that could definitely work, Beth. So if you had a, you know, not a dinky little piece of art, but if you have a large size piece of art or a large size mirror, and then maybe you wanted to put some large size platters or something like mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, going up vertically. A large mirror. Yeah. Large too. mirror, of course, would be great. Um, even a large leaning mirror that might reflect some of your chandeliers that are, you know, up higher. Um, addressing particularly the four feet above the cabinets, that is going to be a tough to resist the urge to fill. I know. You may want to consider you could paint it a different color up there, maybe the wall part, you know, just sort of like, kind of like I have in my living room, it's a very tall ceiling. And then there's the chair rail around that, you know, it's not a chair rail, you'd have to be a chair for a giant, but it's that uh, molding all the way around the top. It's like two feet off the ceiling. And then I've painted that the silver chain gray and then the walls are the simply white. I really love the way that looks. It, it kind of in a, in the use of the color fills the space a little bit. I wouldn't start putting a lot of baskets and things like that up there. I, if you've been listening for a while, you know we're kind of n- not um, fans of that look. Um, but you could also, if you're still in a position where you know you're doing things in the house anyway, you might talk to your cabinet guy or. You know, if the cabinet is already done, find just a a fine carpenter, somebody who does the finished kind of carpentry. You could probably fill that in. It doesn't, you don't have to do doors or anything like that, but maybe you could just mimic what's going on with the cabinetry and take it up to the ceiling and then put a nice crown molding. And that could fill the whole space. And then you wouldn't have, you know, it would just look like your cabinets went to the ceiling, but they kind of be just like, you know, they wouldn't be opening or any, you wouldn't be going up that high to put stuff up there anyway, but it would fill all that space. That's an idea that I had. I would definitely stay away from creating this, a giant gallery wall that will just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just too busy. So I mean, with the large, uh, the high ceilings, I think you have to, as Anita said, really think big with what you're doing. Less and bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far yeah. as the, the chandeliers, um, you're really talking about the distance off the floor all the time anyway. Um, I mean, you don't want some chain that's going on and on and on. So it really, you know, would sort of, and feel free to send us pictures of the room uh, or send pictures of the light fixtures that you're thinking about. But it's really the the space that you're talking about, wouldn't you agree, Anita, is really the space off the floor in a sense or the space off the table. You don't want to have it so high that you don't even notice it's up there. Yeah. Again, I don't think you really, you know, let that space go. I think it's it's just visual. It just, uh, you don't want to fill it. And I agree with you about not putting baskets and things up there. You don't need that. Yeah. I think, I, and, you know, on top of some, well, another thing you could do, if you put a couple of armoires in there or something, uh, I like to sometimes put a very large French laundry basket on top of my armoire, but it's just one big basket, not a lot of little ones. 
So I think if you wanted to do a basket, the one big one on top of something is okay. Mm-hmm. But you really don't. I think it's so easy to get into that cluttered feel. Yes, because you say, oh my gosh, you know, I have to make this inviting and warm and cozy, but really embrace the space. And you probably right. have amazing natural light in there too. Right. So, you know, I would, if you're buying new furniture, choose bigger, but I would don't rush to fill it as a need mm, yes, as well. Yes. And I like that basket idea. I did that in my living room. There was a cabinet that was remained here, but it's to my eye, it just seemed like it needed some height on it. So I put a very large uh, vintage basket, which you know just has really nice texture to it, and and that really did the trick. And if you really feel like you need something there, one thing you can do is find a really rug, a beautiful rug that speaks to you, and hang that on the wall. That's a great something. idea. I saw that recently on Pinterest, and I thought, wow. Yeah. That's a great idea. And you know, you don't even have to get an, an incredibly expensive, you know, Persian or what have you rug. I mean, look, you know, you can look on Amazon. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just something really interesting. And yeah. again, on the artwork though, please don't get something that's just the right color or just get it because it's the right size. You know, make sure it's something that really speaks to you, something that you're going to really enjoy looking at. Because if you don't, I think in a year from now, you're going to just hate it. Yeah. So take your time. Yeah. And send pictures. We'd love to see either now or when you do some of these things. Let us know. Yeah, but it sounds like a beautiful home. No, it really does. And thanks so much for your question. Thanks for hanging out with us today. So much fun. Uh, We'd love to know what's up at your house. So if you want to drop us an email, it's uh, decoratingtipsandtricks at gmail.com. We would love to catch up with what's going on there. And Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.